It's tournament time. It's March, which means it's time for the madness. Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. It's your friend. It's your buddy next to you on the couch, and it's the host of the podcast. Hey, move over. I'm driving this ship. Here it is. It's Andrew Zimmel. Got a lot to talk about. Men's basketball. It's tournament time. It's the week of the Big 12 tournament, and we are going to give you an in-depth look on how the season went, some of the players that have shocked us, awed us, inspired us maybe, right? Got a lot to talk about. Of course, got to talk about the matchup. Kansas State, the three seed versus TCU. Your Horn Frogs, the six seed. Our Horn Frogs, I should say. Love those guys. All right? A lot to talk about. Going to encapsulate all of it right here for you. Your number one podcast for TCU Athletics. And I want to thank you for that. The way you thank us, giving you the content, go subscribe, rate, review, everywhere and anywhere you get your audio, right? Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, right? Stitcher, anywhere. Give us the five-star review. That's how we live. That's how we dream, baby. want to thank you to the fans who have already done that. want to thank you to the guys who are already interacting on Twitter, on social media, on the Heartland College Sports Twitter account, and, of course, on the personal stuff, at Andrew underscore Zimmel on Twitter. You want to interact with me personally, hit me up. Got a lot to talk about. TCU basketball, the men's team, is the season a success? Is the season a success? It's a good question, right? Think about it. Is the season a success? Well, here's why I deem it a success. No matter what happens on Thursday, and I know we're already getting ahead of ourselves, Win, lose, or draw. It's a successful season. I'll tell you why. Because while you were tucking the kids to bed, while you were making sandwiches, while you were doing everything, right? I, because it's my job, because I love you guys, I was going through the archives. I was reading everything. CBS Sports, ESPN, Fox, everything. Listening to podcasts. Going through all of it, right? The whole rigmarole. Reading all the words, listening to all the words. Do you know how many people doubted? This team. Do you know how many people didn't think Jamie Dixon was going to be a coach that could get this squad where they are? Okay, you look at the season. You say to yourself, all right, 20 wins. One of the most successful seasons in TCU men's basketball history. You know, just on the wins. No big deal. You know, you look at the way the seeding falls. Now, do I think that the final game that lost to Oklahoma, 74-60 loss, that knocked them down to the sixth seed, had a chance to be playing on uh, – Thursday earlier, you know, they had a chance to be a higher seed. Didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go. That's fine, right? Six seed. Am I disappointed? Sure, right? Do I think that the season is a total loss because they lost the final game and fell a couple seedings? It hurts. Not the end of the world. Put it that way. TCU only committed five turnovers in that loss to Oklahoma on Saturday. Horn Toads offense struggled mightily in the first half. It looked like they kind of were sleepwalking. I don't want to say that they were sleepwalking because as people who sleepwalk, I don't want to be offensive to the people who are you know, sleepwalkers, right? That's a real medical condition. I don't want to say the basketball team sleptwalked through it, but I do want to say they were in their PJs, they were unresponsive, and the first half showed it, all right? They looked like they were moving through the first half already thinking about what was coming up down the line, already thinking about the Big 12 tournament. Now, is if that's their worst sin you know, not the end of the world, but it does hurt as a TCU fan. It does hurt as somebody who covers the team that they didn't look so engaged against Oklahoma. And I get Oklahoma's the worst team in the conference by record, and I get that they are the 10 seed coming into the Big 12 tournament. 
you would have liked them to put a little bit more of a show on to end the season. They didn't have an inside presence. Uh, Eddie Lumpkin did not play in that game. That, I think, is a big reason why TCU looked the way that they did. But, you know, shout out to Jamie Dixon. Uh, far be it from me. Now, there's plenty of guys who will tell you they're smarter than college basketball head coaches. And for a while, I thought the same thing. I was a guy on the couch. It's very easy when things go right to say, I would have done that. When things go wrong to say, what are they doing down there? I could have done better than that. It's very easy for us to sit in the armchair and play quarterback. Some people make a career out of it, right? For a while, I thought I could do that. I thought I could be an armchair quarterback. I can't do it, right? I've talked to some of these guys. I have personal relationships with some Division I basketball coaches. I can tell you right now, look, maybe I beat them in the SAT. I'm not beating them scheming. I'm not beating them when it comes to coming up with plays and knowing their players. So they lose the final game. I guarantee you that if you gave head coach Dixon some uh, true serum, he would have said, I would have liked to win that game. would have liked to have a better seating. I don't think it really matters. I don't think that it really matters all that much if TCU is the four seed playing Iowa State the five or if they're the six seed playing Kansas State on the late game on Thursday. I just I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference, especially when you look at the way that TCU has matched up against Kansas State. It's what we call a tease. We're teasing it. We're going to talk about near the uh, back end of the podcast because I want to talk about the three players named to the all Big 12 team first because I think this is going to be impactful because it slips right into who do we look at when we get to Thursday. It's kind of the usual suspects. But I saw this come across my board. I thought it would be a little bit juicier. You know, when you when it comes across the board, all Big 12 team voted on by the player or by, voted on by the coaches, not the players, the coaches. Not voted on by the media, the coaches. I thought to myself, okay, is this where my guy Lumpkin gets some credit? Is this where... You know, you, you see some of, uh, uh, like, Emmanuel Miller. You know, does, does he get a chance to kind of get some uh, some love? And, yeah, Miller got some love. Thought it would be a little bit juicier, though. If you look at the conference stats, it makes sense why these guys got their credit. So, Mike Miles Jr., he was named to the All-Big 12 second team along with Damian Blom. And my guy, Emmanuel Miller, he was named to the All-Big 12 honorable mention. Now, look. TCU, the sixth seed, it kind of makes sense why they don't get any of the first-team guys. I, I kind of get that. Let's go through the, some of the stats. Mike Miles, he's now received all-conference honors. It's the third time in his career. He was named a second team in 2021-22. He was an honorable mention that year after COVID, 2020-2021. He receives the honors despite missing five Big 12 games. Now, that I think is a big thing. I think that if he plays all five of those games, if he plays in a complete Big 12 season, as a six seed, TCU probably still doesn't get somebody on the first team, but I don't know if they're a six seed if he plays all five games. I just don't. I think that they maybe win a couple of those games that they, they missed him in, right? 17 points, three rebounds, three assists per game, all through Big 12 play. Damian Blauer, he returns as an all Big 12 second team guy after receiving the honors in 2021-22. And Nashville native. See, I keep up with all these guys. I don't really care all that much where they're from. I saw the Nashville native thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, he is 14th in scoring in the Big 12, 13 points per game, 20th in rebounding, 2nd in assists, 4th in steals, all in league games. So, again, you look at where they rank in the conference, and it starts kind of make a little bit more sense, right? The lights kind of start sh being shed on it. You, you 13th in scoring, you're probably not going to get a first-team nod with that. Now, Emmanuel Miller, this is the one that I was really happy that he got some of the love because when I turn on a TCU game and I see him play – 
I think that this guy's the, uh, one of the best players, I think, in the conference. I think toe-to-toe, he is the guy, he's going to be my X factor against Kansas State. How he plays is how TCU will go. He earned all-conference mention in consecutive seasons, leading the conference in field goal percentage across all games, 53% from the floor, and scored in double digits in 20 of the 28 games this season. It's hard to score in college basketball. It's a lot harder than they make it out to be. A lot of people say that it's easy to score in basketball these days. I don't believe so. I think that it is still a very impressive stat to get in uh, the double figures. That's just me. All right. Here's your preview, okay? This is it. Kansas State, a team TCU played twice in the regular season, a team that they played well against in January, beat them in Fort Worth 82-68, where Emmanuel Miller, my guy, had a career game, 23 points, 8 rebounds, and then lost on the road 82-61. Splitting with a team that you're going to face in the playoffs matters. Splitting with a team that you're going to face in the tournament matters. Okay. You look across, now the ACC is awful this year. It's a terrible conference this year. But in historic, you, know, you can be with me right here, right? You agree? ACC, historically, pretty good conference. Okay. When ACC teams face each other in the regular season, you can kind of get an idea. You know, they're feeling each other out in the regular season. You get in the tournament, you don't know what's going to happen. You just don't. You don't know. Hey, Duke beat UNC twice in the regular season, going into the playoffs, ACC tournament. All of a sudden, UNC gets hot for a half, wins the game. Duke faces off against, say, Wake Forest, regular season, beats them twice, beats them in the tournament, sees them in the Elite Eight, sees them in the Sweet 16. All of a sudden, whole world collapses. Wake Forest hits a couple threes, hits a couple free throws, plays good defense. Dukies go home. Like in both those like both those hypotheticals, Duke goes home. Gives you an idea of where my head's at. Down with the Blue Bloods. Down with the Blue Bloods. It is important that TCU beat Kansas State at home in January. Them losing in Manhattan means very little to me in February. Mike Miles Jr. wouldn't play. That's a big deal. Kansas State fans will tell you that Miller having the game that he had isn't going to happen twice in the season. You know, it's not going to happen three times. Doesn't Lightning doesn't strike twice. All of these things matter. The thing that I care the most about now, and again, we're going to talk about Big 12 Player of the Year, Jerome Tang, Newcomer of the Year, Keontae Johnson, first-team conference guard, uh, McQuise Noel, okay? We're going to talk about all that. As a TCU fan, let's be honest, if TCU is playing Baylor, there's an inherent rivalry there. Baylor has an inherent rivalry with TCU. If TCU is playing Texas Tech, doesn't really matter as much. TCU playing Oklahoma State does not matter as much. Kansas State, as the Big 12 landscape shifts as teams are leaving, as teams are entering, Kansas State is now turning into the premier rival in the conference for TCU. And, you know, am I somebody that holds on to football maybe a little bit too much? Maybe. I'm a big college football guy. College basketball season, baseball season is rolling around. And I'm not, well, I will never be one of those people who chants during a football game, play us in baseball or play us in basketball. Like, that's not me. That's never me. If you do that, that's kind of lame. I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of lame. Kansas State is the rival. Kansas State is the rival in the conference now for TCU. So why does it matter so much to me that we are facing them in the first round? Well, it matters because this is where we get a little bit of revenge. This is where we get the revenge. And this is how rivalries really get started, right? You play them. 
Once in football in the regular season, you beat them, right? Great game. You lose in the conference championship to Kansas State. Well, now they're the Big 12 champions, but you won the Fiesta Bowl and you play the national championship. No big deal, right? Matters. It matters. Football matters. Rivalries matter in college sports. Then you shift over to the regular season. Okay, You beat them in your place very handily. Then they beat you at their place almost as much. Okay? And now you get a chance to knock them off in the first round of the Big 12 tournament and play Cinderella in a tournament where I, I talked to a couple of college basketball experts before the podcast, and uh, we all agree, TCU, they're a team that, you know, are they going to win the Big 12? You know, according to the experts, no. According to me, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. They got to get past Kansas State first. We'll talk about it. Um, they're a team that is trying to get a good seed to go in the NCAA tournament. They're not a team that a lot of people are picking to win the Big 12 tournament. Okay. Okay, so in both games that TCU played against Kansas State this year, Marquise Noel was held to his averages of 17 points per game, but he averaged two and a half fewer rebounds and almost two fewer assists. He averaged 17, five and a half, and one assist per game. And he's not a player that's going to set up his teammates a ton, but he is the scoring machine for Kansas State. He is the thing that makes the, the, the team go, okay? Keontae Johnson, in both the games that TCU played against Kansas State, he was held to his just averages as well. All right. Odds for TCU to win the Big 12 tournament is plus 750. Odds to make the Final Four is plus 700. Odds to win the National Championship this year is plus 3,000. Going into this tournament, player to watch, Mike Miles Jr., that is a no-brainer. In the one game TCU lost to Kansas State this year, he was still out with his knee injury. Mentioned earlier, he missed those five Big 12 games, and he was limited in about five more because of that knee injury. Now, I don't know where he's at. He says he's good. Coach Jamie Dixon says he's good. I still have not seen him go 100% in the games I have watched him play. There's no denying the Frogs will go as far as Miles will take them, though. He went. He got that knee injury in the Mississippi State game, and then they TC lost four of the next five. Miller kind of stepped up. He did a really good job in the absence of kind of like adding some of those points. Of course, uh, Damian Blah, he had a good season, averaging about six assists per game. But, of course, Mike Miles Jr., when he's on the court, even bad nights for TCU look good, and he looked great against Texas. TCU took down Texas. TCU's seeding is very wishy-washy right now. If they take down Kansas State, if they're playing in the semifinal, or maybe if they're playing in the – Conference championship, they have a really good shot here at getting a top four seed. But they lost to Oklahoma, and they're, again, according to my college basketball experts that I talked to, according to the guys that are really into the mathematics, I could not do calculus as well as these guys do. They tell me that TCU not looking like a top four seed. That's fine. They're saying that if they lose to Kansas State, that they could fall as far as a seven seed which would not make me excited. Because if TCU is a seven seed, I don't see them playing in the second weekend. That's why this game matters so much. Is that, yeah, Kansas State, it's a winnable game for sure. But uh, if they lose it, now all of a sudden, the NCAA tournament, is are there winnable games there, right? 
Player to watch for the Wildcats. Well, we talked about him a little bit earlier. McQuist Noel, senior guard, Mr. New York City, was named a first-team all and or All-Big 12, joined by Deontay Johnson, who was an honorable mention last season. His range is the entire gym. He has 74 made three-pointers, which is third in the conference. He also leads the league in free-throw percentage. He is an elite distributor, according to the scouting report. I don't know about that. Dominated the conference, averaging 7.5 assists per game, which is almost two assists better than Dejon Harris for the Jayhawks. Everybody's telling me that Kansas State is a top three seed coming into the NCAA tournament. If they beat uh, Texas or TCU, they have a chance to kind of move up in the seeding. The Big 12 bracket is the best in the country, which it kind of stinks. Like, a little sidebar here. It's tough that the one year that TCU has, like, the best basketball season that they've had, and it feels like this happens all the time, right? Like, TCU, first time they go to the College Bowl playoffs, they knock out Michigan, and then they go play a juggernaut in Georgia. First time TCU basketball looks this competent, right? Like, TCU fans who have been around for a little bit, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. The first time that you're watching TCU games consistently night in and night out, you're watching midweek games because TCU has a good product to put on the court. The first time in my life I can really say that I remember them having this good of a team, the Big 12 is the best it has ever been, okay? Like, it, it doesn't get better than what Big 12 is putting on the court. This is the best conference. So for TCU to be a sixth seed here, and you know, SEC's had a good year. ACC's down. Big Twelve or Big Ten is down. Uh, Pac twelve is down. TCU probably any other conference outside the maybe the SEC is probably a top three seed with the way that this team looked this season. So it's like the first time we have a competent team like this is what we get. I, it's just it's a tough look to say the least. It's a, it's hard for me to swallow. All right, we got through all of it. Here is my prediction for Thursday. I did all the math. Talked to all the experts. Looked at all of the projections. TCU, the Horn Frogs. I think that they win on Thursday. And this is where you guys are going to hate me. I think that they win on Thursday. I do not think they get past Texas again. I think they beat Texas to end their season, right? Like to, to really, that was, I think the last good win TCU had on their schedule. Losing Oklahoma to end the season hurts. Kansas State's going to be a grudge match. It's the last game on Thursday. I think that they play on Friday and I don't think they get the job done. I think they beat Kansas State. I don't think they get past the second round of this tournament. And I think that they end up a five or six seed in the NCAA tournament. We will again talk to you after the uh, Big 12 tournament. We'll talk right after Selection Sunday where TCU ends up, what we liked out of the Big 12 tournament, what we like coming in, what the matchups will look like against whoever they face in that first round of the NCAA tournament. They're pretty much an automatic bid at this point. I don't think anybody in the country doesn't think TCU gets into the uh, the round of 64. Like I think that's a no-brainer. It's just what that matchup will look like. Now, I like TCU in this game. On Thursday, TCU wins. It's after that. It's playing on Friday. That is where I kind of have my... That's where I get kind of nervous, put it that way. They play the winner of Texas 
And I'm going to probably guess here, it's probably going to be Texas and Oklahoma State. I think Texas wins that one. I think the TCU struggles against. I don't think they'll get past Texas. That'll do it for the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Remember, rate, subscribe, review. We will talk to you right after Selection Sunday. We'll have a podcast up for you guys talking about what the matchup looks like and, of course, hopefully recapping in a Big 12 championship. But we'll see what happens. Until then, go TCU.